What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and I'm back for season three of Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. How's everybody doing out there in the streaming world? Everybody's streaming now. Everybody has a podcast and everybody has something to say. Isn't that right, Desiree? <laughs> yes, everybody got something to say, especially now during election season. Everybody talking about something. Talking about something. So guess what? We're going to join right in and we're going to talk about some good things, some good informational things here on Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you my special guest, Desiree Priest. And Desiree, oh my goodness. She's on the path of being some type of political figure, something of that nature. I don't know who she's in criminal justice major. She graduated from the illustrious College State University of what's the, what's the school again? Savannah State University. Savannah University. University. I want her to shout her school out, okay? And she Thanks. is now getting her master's, right? In public administration. In public um, I didn't come. In criminal justice, it was actually political science. Political um, science. I wish I did. But political science. Okay. Great, great, great. And now she is with that. She's further herself into the community, being very involved and active in what's going on right now. But she's active in the community any day beyond this season, and that is why we have Miss Desiree here with us to talk about the importance of voting and the, the importance of just being involved in what's going on in your local communities. Desiree, hey, let's let's get it. Tell the people who Thank you, you are. You. So, um, I'm from Savannah, born and raised. A fun fact about me is I have a twin sister. We are fraternal. That's just one fun fact about me. Um, okay. I love I love basketball. Yes, uh, I'm pretty a simple, simple going girl. Um, that's all I can really say, really. Um, as far as being involved in the community, I love it. I love what I'm doing in the community. I try not to make sure, or I try to make sure that I meet different people from different blocks. I think that that is important in how you move about in your life. I think that's important even in your career, especially in a career such as public service. Because um, you want to make sure that you get to know different kinds of people, different people from different backgrounds. Um, and especially if you're going to serve in the public, I think that that is important that you know who you're working for and who you're working with. That is very important. Bridging the gap. Yes. Bridging the gap is very important. That's something that I think lacks in different, um, for different people, especially people who may serve in public administration aspects or may serve in the public sector. They somehow tend to forget bridging the gap and if they do they think that bridging the gap is only between two people or two um colors or either two sides of the track bridging the gap to me comes from east west north south south east southwest northwest you know on and on it's not just two main streets connecting to one bridge i think that um savannah state has a saying you can get anywhere from here well i want to make sure the gap where you can get anywhere to that one bridge, if that makes sense. I'm with you. I'm all the way with you. I gotcha. am, I mean, my, my, my upbringing and just the way that I am has always been that way. So, you know, I don't just uh, think that my way or our way is the best way, but we can only, you know, we're, we relate to the different things, the different exposure, the different backgrounds, the different people, the different places, you know, that uh, I've been or we've been. And when you're that type of individual, you're like a gap bridger, you know, you're, you're, you're networking amongst all types of people, social class, you know, from people in the hood, from people that are millionaires and CEOs to people that are out in the trenches every day, you know, in right. corporate America or, um, what you call it? What, what what do they call it now? What type of workers did uh, essential workers? You know, everyone, everyone. So it's good to be able to be a gap bridger and bridge the gap because you see it 
from a larger perspective, which is a big, bigger perspective, you know, no matter of your ethnic backgrounds, because at the end of the day, we all have to work together. There's no way that one particular race, background, color, creed, male, female, you know, whatever, we have to work together. There's no way that you can do everything on your own. And, you know, you would want to. You would want to. But um, coming from our background and our communities, we want to make sure we sweep around the front door first. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That is what you do. Sweeping around the front door. Oh, yes. So sweeping around the front door is definitely something that we must always check ourselves and make sure that that's what we're doing, especially that's what we're doing first. Um, I don't, wouldn't want to walk out on my front door and I have all these leaves, boxes, flower pots, all kind of stuff where I can even walk out the door or walk out past my front door to do the work that's required of me or to do the work that I've been called to do. So like what you just said, that is absolutely amazing. You must sweep around your front door first to get out there and do the work that you were called to do. Um, so that's what I'm definitely um, working to do, sweeping around my front door. Um, but the importance of voting is so important um, because not only is it election season and not only this is the, the highest election season as far as notoriety because it's a presidential election, we have yeah. to make sure that focusing on every election season. We have elections and we have elections all throughout the year, actually. Some people may not know that. We have them here where I'm from um, in November. We've had them in June. We've had them in August. Sometimes you may have a runoff election and it'll be in December. So we have to be aware of when we're voting. But the importance of voting is understanding. I'm not even going to get um, ancestral on us as far as, you know, our, our mothers, our grandmothers, and great-grandmothers may have died or may have been beating because we do already know that. We should already know that. But some things that we don't know is that voting is important because it affects us not only nationally, but it affects us on a state level. It affects us even on a local level. So when we're talking about a local level, we're talking about our mayors, we're talking about our commissioners, our county commissioners, our councilman seats. We're talking about that. So how can it affect us locally? Um, locally, it can affect us as far as uh, something simple as a, a ticket, something simple as um, um, rec centers or, rec right. or even parks, right? Even what we call intervention programs within our city that are designed to help our families, designed to help um, even some of our schools or after school programs. Oh, school board um, elections, those are important. That is something that the numbers show, or at least in my area, that that is an election that has one of the least amount of turnout. But we have to work on that. Um, that is the reason why we vote, because it affects us all throughout our household. Even as a single person like me, it still affects me in my household. It affects me with my local taxes on my property. It affects me on anything you can think of. So um, that's something that you can think of on a local level. And we move up to the state level. We're talking about here in Georgia now, seven hospitals have shut down in the state of Georgia. Now, healthcare is something that's a national issue or a national um, topic. And so now it reaches down to the state of Georgia where money somehow or funding somehow is being cut. So now that cuts down to our health crisis in the state of Georgia. It's not just um, in the rural areas, but it's also affecting us here in the city as well. But so that's one thing that you could say, hey, I don't really necessarily live in the city, but I live here in a rural area. Like if you live in Hinesville, or you live in Statesboro, well, Statesboro has a hospital, you live in Hinesville or you live in Riceboro, the nearest hospital is about 45 minutes away, which is here in Savannah, Georgia. Now, I know some of you guys are all over the, the United States, which is great, but I'm pretty sure you can understand what I'm getting to. There are some cities on the outskirts or even counties on the outskirts that may have to drive 30, 45, an hour, hour and a half just to get medical attention. To me, that is asinine. So that's a state Now, nationally, we're talking about why it's important to vote. Well, there's something going on right now, or something that I heard on the radio probably about a month ago, um, explaining that, well, Trump has put into federal judging seats or seats, um, I believe 298 judges have been appointed. Now, that's president. He has not been the only president to do that. We've had former presidents to put in 396 or 98. 
just previously and recently. That is nothing new. Now, when we're talking about this, this is what we must think about. Judges are in those seats for a lifetime. Judges will die in that seat. Judges will go and have stage four cancer and show up to work the very next day. And they will still sit here and rule over our lives, rule over our parents' lives, our children's lives. Almost dead. Because that is their, their, that, is their, that is their right as a judge who is appointed in the seat for a lifetime. Is really appointed in the seat for a lifetime unless on um, bad behavior. Um, doing something illegal or doing something to the point where it you have to resign. Something um, you know, out of decency or unorderly orderly conduct. So when we're talking about voting um, on a national level, we got to put a president in office that has our interests. And that's just not just any president, but anybody who is running for office, whether it's local, state, county, um, nationally, we have to put someone in office who reflects my values, someone in office who has my interests at heart, someone in office who's not going to go ghost on me unless they're ready to come back the next two, four years for re-election. However, that seat holds um, we have to be mindful that who we put in office is actually going to do the work that they said they're going to do. So that's about making sure that we hold them accountable. That's about making sure that they're staying in contact with us. That's about making sure that we're staying in contact with them. So I don't only encourage you to vote, but I encourage you to understand what's going on, especially away from the election season. Um, I understand that we do have downtime in between elections. That downtime should be geared towards understanding, okay, this person is now in office, even if it's somebody we have not voted for. It's still right. important to make following what they're doing, following what policies they're implementing, following who they're working with, making sure that, okay, is this really going to harm me and my community? Is this really going to help me in my community? I know plenty of um, party officials that are opposite from my party that I usually vote for who still do the work as far as making sure my interests are at best. It's just making sure that, like you said, bridging that gap. It's important to bridge that gap. It's important to understand that, hey, yeah, I didn't vote for you, but right now you're in this seat. You still represent me. You still represent my family. You still represent the area that I live in. This is what I want that's done. Here it is. This is what I think should happen. Here it is. And, you know, but we also got to make sure that what we're requesting is reasonable. We got to make sure that what we're requesting is something that is tangible. We have to make sure that laid out, mapped out. I can't just tell you that I want a red street and you come back and next thing you know, it's probably maroon and not red. So if I'm telling you that I want a red street, I should have a detail laid out to this is what I want. This is the exact color that I want. This is how I want it painted. This is how I want it to look exactly. I can tell you that I want you to give me hardwood floors. And next thing you know, it's really tile with the hardwood design. So right. we have to be careful asking and making sure that we are clear and we have a clear intent on what it is that we're expecting. Um, conversation has to go both ways. Um, I'm all for holding political or politicians to the fire. So many of them lie to us. So many of them do half of what they say they're going to do. So that's our job to sit here and remind them, hey, you said this and that, you know, it's time for you to do this, time for you to do that. I'll probably ramble a little bit, but the importance of voting is is so important because it doesn't just affect us nationally. It affects us locally, affects us on the state level. It affects us even when we're driving, (laughs) driving, we get a ticket, we get pulled over, we get other things or issues that we may have. That is a part of voting. We have judges who are in these seats appointed by our president that are actually have our lives in their hand. Um, that's something we have to continue to think about. Um, we're always kind of trying to figure out why is someone acquitted um, and they did the same crime as I did as a brown person or a black person, but yet they got lesser time. Um, those are our judges that have been appointed in office by our president. And I'm not just talking about President Trump. President Obama has done it. President Clinton has done it. President Bush has done it. And the presidents before them have done that. That is their job. That is their job. So we have to remember that we have to start asking these questions as well. What kind of judge are you looking to appoint? What are the characteristics that you look for in a judge when you do put their name down to be appointed into these Eastern districts, these circuit courts, these um, appellate courts, all these courts that we have um, is important. 
And I want to make sure that we understand that that's how it goes. Um, some of that, all these citizens are local issues, state issues, but they also start at the national level as well. So I urge everyone, I urge everyone to vote. Um, there is some always say, well, young people don't vote, right? That's something that I hear all the time. And that's not true. If you're going to say don't, that mean nobody that is young votes. Let's just say that the number is more so not to your liking because young people do vote. My peers vote. I vote. I vote in every election. I find it very important that it is our duty to vote. I would say mm-hmm. that one thing, I was a little topic, I would say that young people are finding themselves more and more as independent. They don't view themselves to be or to belong to one particular party. That is something that I think may be the actual answer to or the actual response to the fact that some people say young people don't vote. So I think that my response will always be from going forward and the future would be, well, no young people vote. We just don't sit here and identify with one particular party. We more so identify with the individual and the candidates more so than the party. Yeah. Well, I do see now that um, it's not just your generation. It's a plus of different generations um, that are more independent. And the reason why is because they don't feel that either party is beneficial Mm -hmm. to them um, or their community, you know, or, you know, black people, African-Americans, whatever the byword is, because, you know, it's deep. It's deep with us. And so we have a lot of layers, a lot of layers that we don't understand because I, for one, don't like politics. I don't like politics. And so I did not start learning about the importance of voting on a local level until I actually voted in 2004. That was the first time. And wow. I really have, you know, um, a major interest because I just didn't. You know what I mean? It's just like most people really don't. We want to, we want what's on the surface. People want what's on the surface on certain things. And I'm a real deep person. Anything else, I go deep. But when it comes to politics, I need somebody to tell me, you know? And it is for me on my own or anyone else to do the research. But we see what's happening with not discussing the deeper, um, the deeper value in voting. We just, people just say vote. They just say vote. So when you say that, you think, you just think the presidential election on the, on right. the, on the national level, that's it. Nobody's thinking about their local, nobody's thinking about state. Nobody's thinking about those judges. So then that's where it comes, you know, when we have the um, police brutality and and the murders and the the police killings and, you know, you have the DAs and the people that's in that state and, you know, in, in locally and on the state level, you know, these people aren't getting the maximum charges that they should get. They're getting off. And it's because of those people that are in position in those individual states. You know, in the local and you know, on the state level, woo, that's a lot to unpack. But it we is have to start unpacking it. We have to start unpacking it as much as we don't want to go deep into it. It's very hurtful. It's it's draining. You know, all of the above for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're poor or if you're middle class or if you're rich or wealthy. When it comes to um, the inequality and the injustice within the indigenous and the African-American community, it everybody is like, we, we feel some type of way, you know? And that's the energy that is occurring right now in the world. You know, the issue, the issue with, um, uh, it's really not, to me, it wasn't an issue. That could He could have did it different ways, but that's not my lane. So I don't know. But when uh, Ice Cube, you know, uh, submitted, he did his uh, contract with Black America, the CWBA, and uh, reached out to, you know, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party um, in reference to his contract. And I know he had been working on that for months, 
Um, I have been a follower of Ice Cube since the 80s. And so, you know, and in his evolution of, you know, coming from where he came from, what he rapped about. I know what he rapped about in the beginning. I knew what he started to, he evolved into and just, you know, has always been an advocate of, he wants justice for the community. You know what I mean? This is a a guy, this is a guy that came from a two-parent household. This is a guy who got bust from the hood and, you know, has dealt with always being called a sellout. You know what I'm saying? Although he's just like me and you, you know, he's gone through those, you know, those, those transitions. You know, I have, you know, whatever somebody, I've been canceled before. People were like, you've been canceled? I'm like, yeah, you know, because I'm a do me, you know, (laughs) even, even, you know, from all the way up, elementary school, junior high school, high school, college, you become an adult. Yeah. People always say what you shouldn't be doing, who you are, what you're not. You know, people always have something to say. And so, but when you that's are true. driven to doing things that's going to help somebody, you know, um, that is what he was trying to do. This man already is a multimillionaire. You know, he's a multi-millionaire. Um, there's no benefit from him doing that. And he worked with several other people. We don't know who it was. Right. I don't know who it was. And it could be bad timing, you know? Bad timing, no. bad timing. Because that's, that's what I'm saying. You got some people that's like, we need to be shook up. You know what I'm saying? And then you have right. some people, it's bad timing. But anytime no. we try to do <laughs> You know, if anytime we try to discuss something, it's always bad timing. So when yeah. is the right time? When when it's never is the right time. time. Right. Never the right time. And one thing you said, um, and I wanna make that clear, Ice Cube went to both parties. He went to the Democrat Party and he went to the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. He presented his so it wasn't like, you know, what the media made it out to be initially, oh, Ice Cube's working for Trump, he's you know, he's endorsing Trump. Nah. He understand that this man is in office as the highest office in the land, regardless of whether or not I agree with you being president, you are the president. You have a duty to sit here and listen to what it is that I'm asking because you serve me as my president. So he right. sits there, gives his plan to his party, his um, his people, and that's how you do it. That's how you're supposed to do it. That is how politics work. Not even in politics. That's even how business works. So... Mm-hmm. He was um, only on one side. Like you said, he represented that or he presented that to the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party. So we have to be careful as far as what we allow into our our minds, as far as what we hear and see. We have mm-hmm. to always do the for ourselves. Because when I initially heard that, I'm saying to myself, oh, I don't, I don't know. That don't sound right. But right. okay. <laughs> right to me. You heard it was <laughs> Ice Cube had endorsed Trump. He got a plan for Black America, and he's working now with Trump. So now I'm digging into it more, and I'm saying to myself, oh, no, Ice Cube just out here, you know, doing this politicking thing. He's sitting here, and he's doing a plan along with others, other scholars. Um, I believe the names were already um, leaked out. I can't think of the names right now, but they were definitely... Um, I can't think of Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, were people that, you know, they weren't just regular people who don't know what they was talking about. There were people who actually sat down and this is like you said, this was a months, months in and months out of planning. And again, it went to the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. But yet we allow, you know, media to tell us what we want to hear. So that's why I'm so thankful for Brown, because that woman Brown is a media that's gonna give us the truth, that's gonna oh, break yeah. it down. So that's what I'm talking about right there. It's important to have our own media. Because we can't sit here and let, you know, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and HLN, and everybody else who are directed towards people that may not look like us, may not have our interests at create a narrative that they want us to believe. It's time right. for us to do our own research. It's time for people like you, Ms. Brown, to share what you found, share your ideas and your thoughts, but also what you're doing is factual and what you're saying is factual. So I just want to say it. I had to say that, especially when you brought that um, ice cube up. I'm so glad you did that. Oh, yeah. I learned learned to research for the the truth. 
and then not be biased until I'm mm. able to get the truth. You know, of course, any 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 of us can can get reeled in with a bait. You know that mainstream media puts out there. They they're good for sound bites. They're good for a <laughs> story. You know, that's what um, I've learned. You know, as the this new world of technology and new media came along, I started to learn that aspect because, you know, I come from the more manual, the more news, we didn't have no internet, all that stuff, you know, we had to read read magazines, read the newspaper, you know, I come from that world and so, you know, I'm in the middle, see, I'm always in a gap bridging position, you know what I'm saying? I can't help it, it is what it is. So you gotta understand both sides and so with understanding that I don't like I don't always get super excited or mad like when you hear something about, oh, well, Kanye said that Harriet Tubman was a whatever he said. <laughs> I don't know. But by that time, although I got mad just a little bit, I was like, what did he say? And then I had to reel it back. I didn't say nothing. I didn't talk about it. I said, let me wait, right? Because I got mad at him before. But what I learned and what we have to learn about Kanye that's that's a, that's who he is. That's part of his character. He's gonna say things at he's gonna say it wrong, and he's gonna say mm-hmm. it sometimes at the wrong time. But that that's not what he means. He's some you know how it initially comes out. Right. So when he got on TV when um, Hurricane Katrina started, when when Hurricane Katrina happened, and he was yes. doing some type of special. I can't remember who the actor he was with, and he was like, George Bush don't like black people. You know, like he was mad, you know? He was like, oh God, why you say that right then, right? <laughs> and then when he did the TMZ interview, you know, a few years back, and then he was saying stuff about black people being enslaved, right? He ain't saying right. You know, he still be saying stuff wrong. So you kind of got to like scale back. When Kanye say something, because they're going to sound bite and they're going to make it to, to the T. They're going to cut everything else out to make him look like he's against his own people. People. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? He just, the way his delivery is, the way he says things, just be off. So I've learned that about Kanye. So I don't get mad at him immediately no more because I know, <laughs> I know the news be ready to just capture something. Yeah, yeah they do. You know, and, and get us all mad and hype and fight each other and scratching each other's eyeballs out and counseling, you know, canceling out each other. But that's how the news wants it to happen so we can be in disarray. And I'm like, exactly. wow, I noticed this is what they do. And and after last week, and it was so many, you know, even celebrities going at it, you know, with Ice Cube and people going at it with them and then people going against each other. And I'm like, I ain't getting in this. You know what I'm saying? The only thing yeah. I'm going to say as a true speaker is that he did not endorse Trump. You know what I mean? Right. And he did didn't. Not. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. And um, I'm not defending him. I'm just speaking the facts, you know? Exactly. Speak the facts. You know, and just like with, with even uh, Kamala. Oh, she incarcerated thousands of black men. I'm like, she a cold sister. If she's the arresting officer, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The judge, the jury, and the prosecutor all at the same time. Yeah, we have to learn what these roles are. Because as a prosecutor, it's my job to prosecute. It right. is your job uh, as a regular citizen to make sure you don't come in front of me. I have to do my job. Right. Or, uh, that's we even have a here because we have a DA race going on right here where I'm at in Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the same thing about Kamala, they're saying that about our incumbent. And this is the way I see it. You have thick skin when you're running for office, but particularly for a race such as DA and for judgeship, but definitely for DA, because it is your job and your only job to prosecute and present the evidence to the jury for a conviction. That is a job. That is your actual job. You get paid for that. So, and this is again where the judgeship comes in at. It is the judge's job to give out a sentencing. Yes. The process. Right. I'm like, she didn't imprison them. She just sat there and presented the evidence. You know, she did her job as a prosecutor. 
gotta do a better job of making sure we don't stand in front of them. Now I'm not saying that you know that everybody who is in front of a judge, a jury, a district attorney, you know they deserve it because I do believe that there are innocent cases all throughout this nation or cases that should be thrown out throughout this nation. But there are also a good amount of cases where yeah, you know we was wrong, but we got to make sure that. We understand each other's roles and understand each other's jobs. We have to know and we can't bring it all together and try to say that, you know, the district attorney is the judge, the juror, the everybody in the whole courtroom, because that's not true. It all right. plays a role. All everybody has their role. Everybody brings this to the table. So if we're gonna hold Kamala Harris accountable, we gotta make sure that we hold the judges accountable. We gotta make sure that we hold everybody in that whole picture accountable. Um, she right. did her job as that's all I have to say about that. Now, as far as this system goes, it is a system where it is a sometimes it is a racist system with a black face on it. Yeah. And unfortunately that was Kamala. I don't I mean I don't know the lady, but that is something that we have to think about. It's a racist system in a with a black face. Um Prince George County, I love to study Prince George County in Maryland. That is one of the most beautiful, elegant counties as far as upper-class Black people, but yet, in the state of Maryland, that county is one of the lowest um, in education rates. That county has a Black, or at one point in time, a Black mayor, Black police chief, fire chief, all of that, but yet it still had high crime rates. So again, it's a system that is against us with a Black face on it. Yeah. We have to tell as well we can't you know that's what I'm we to, they've always said from you know when we were little kids little girl that the TV is an idiot box right yes <laughs> and that it's brain it brainwashes and it does it does yes. and everybody doesn't have the the knack the creativity the want the desire to get down to the details and, you know, we have to start taking some accountability too. you know, no matter who, who the president is, who sits in that office, who the VP is, who the president is. We still have work to do locally yes, and, on do. and on a state level. And so, you know, me and one of my friends, we had a small debate, not a debate, just a discussion, you know, because he said that, um, the numbers. He said he didn't know because he does, he didn't do a lot of research on it or what have you in reference to Senator Harris, right? And I said, well, guess what? She was appointed and those people around her were appointed. So why? I said, we don't go vote. We don't know who's who. I said, that's a, that's a problem. You know, I said, yes, it how is. people get in those seats? what you already addressed earlier you know why the importance of voting across the board in the elections all through the year and these people that are elected in these positions what their promises are and what they're doing we have to be honest and say we don't know because yes. we don't know the breakdown of the importance of voting and how it does affect you. You can go vote and just don't, you could write in God for the president and the VP, but vote. <laughs> and I'm cool with that. Hey, I'm a little the party right now, but I'm telling you. Um, and, and I'm going to say this now. I am, I'm going to say this, I'm going to go on record and say this. I am Democrat. I register as a Democrat. Okay. But I also am in have to know that because you may run as a Democrat does not mean you have democratic um, issues or democratic ways about yourself. We have to be careful of who's identifying themselves with certain parties and understand that how they identify themselves as an individual is different. Mm-hmm. You have the, you an individual person and be uh, find yourself labeled with one particular party and y'all don't really you don't really mesh it don't really work so I always say you know before you identify yourself with a party or even if you do still do the research behind who it is that identifies itself with this party 
even whether it's a national level, state level, or local level, understand that just because that you vote blue and hey, they say they blue, I'm gonna go ahead and go inside this this um this voting office and just vote all blue down the line. No. Look at the blue the red candidate. Look at both their policies, understand what they're saying, what they're trying to do, and you make your decision based off of that. I don't I generally do not encourage to just vote because you identify yourself as one particular party. You're gonna vote for that whole party down the line. I strongly not this maybe just me being young and just I don't know. But like I said earlier, young people identify themselves with the individual before they identify with the party. So it's mm-hmm. important to go and make sure that we pay attention to each candidate, what they're saying, what they're doing, what that they plan to implement if they were to um, be elected into office. Those are what is really, truly, genuinely important, not the party. The party right. really is just, hey, I'm Democrat, give me some money. I'm Republican, you know, write me a check. Um, that's the way I view it. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I know right as far as when it comes to voting for an individual who technically is responsible for things around you and inside of your area you need to be sure of who it is that you're voting for understand who they are what they represent who their values resemble my values that is to me important right you know and it you want somebody that's a humanitarian you know that has a love and care for people you know, so we we and but we also gotta have business sense. I mean, it's like a that that job is a job, you know. And the people that are sitting what it, in whatever seats that they're sitting in, you know, all of that is important. But when you think about it, majority of the people that are in these places and in these positions, they're in a different type of of um, social class. You know what I mean? Yes, they are. So, they are. Uh, they're making decisions for the people, you know, the everyday people, because it's only a certain amount of people that are in a certain income bracket, you know, and then it goes all the way down the line, you know, so you really have to have a care for people and then an understanding, you know, and and try to bridge these gaps, Um, you know, like Ice Cube was saying, the wealth gaps. And the wealth gap, you know, with our uh, our community, and it's because of the laws from years and years and years and years and years ago. So we could keep tap dancing on the surface, but until those laws are changed, we're gonna still have some of the same issues. But in the meantime, and in between time, we could be learning the importance of voting on all levels. Because exactly. we don't want to deal with the, the all of the issues killing us. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to deal with right. all the issues. We can't just give up because the other, you know, the other positions and the other political parties and the other uh, positions on a local and state level affect us directly. So wherever you live, it affects you. Your children's school, their education, you know, your everything around you. So you yeah. want to know, you want to know, and I, we have to be more vocal, vocal. So when we talk about vote, everybody's like, vote, vote. You should go vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's be like, yes, right. But come on, we we got work to do, and it's gonna be even worse. Think about where the economy is right now. We have never been in this type of situation before. You know, never. Ever. So this is different. This isn't this isn't the financial service industry, um, home mortgage lending, house flipping um, economy that uh, Barack Obama inherited, you know, in the Enron. No, the world was still rolling. You know what I mean? Kids are still going right. to school. Uh, <laughs> people, yeah. people in that industry, all the other industries right. are still booming. But right. I mean, a lot of people got laid off. Don't get me wrong, but it ain't what it is right. now. Right, right. Every, you know, everything shut down. Hollywood shut down. Sports shut down. You know, uh, school shut down. Graduation shut down. We shut down. So, twenty twenty one or after November third or twenty twenty one, 
it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And we can't sit back. We got to find out what's going on, where you fit in this piece of puzzle. And it's going to be triple time, quadruple time to make things happen because of where we're, what kind of deficit, you know, we're coming from together overall. You know, financially, some of us may have, and some people may have, you know, grown in this season, have gotten a lot of blessings in this season, but a lot of people have lost in this season. And the losses will affect everyone because people lost jobs. People are still losing jobs. People lost homes. People are still losing homes. So then the homelessness increases. You know, there's it, it's always a... a we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta come from a deficit, you know, <laughs> period. Right. That, that's what it is. It's nothing we can change about it, but we could just try to make sure we are all prepared, all prepared for everything that's going on or what could happen. Not that I want to, we want to bring anything negative into existence. No, we right. just think we are. And we got to be more proactive than reactive because reactive doesn't work. Reactive doesn't work. I'm going to say it one more time. Being reactive doesn't work. <laughs> so we proactive. Got, yeah. Proactive. Proactive. So you, my dear, are definitely already you you schooled me a little bit i'm sitting up here listening like yeah okay okay put you all the way down because it takes all of us from all generations there's a piece of that generation it's if you got you may know something that i don't know vice versa then somebody else right. on a level older than us may know something we have to work together we cannot be divided we each other yeah we have to school each other and be open into listening for understanding so we can make this thing work. We're going to make mistakes. It's impossible not to make mistakes, but we cannot afford to tear each other down and not listen and, and be so mad and angry and frustrated and anxious and all the above, you know, um, because these feelings definitely come with what we've already experienced, what we've been through as a people, and then what's going on in the world and the economy and the things around us and, you know, the deaths and people have lost people in their lives. You know, me being one, I've lost one very close to me during this time. And so sanity and peace, oh, I'm going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So yes. we have to, okay, what's, what's stupid, what's not? What's important? You know, and what's not important. Let's not get caught up. And if we get caught up, we got to come out of it really quickly. Because there's so many distractions. And we can't get caught up on something. And then the world is still moving. Decisions are being made behind the scenes. You know, things are going on. So we have to be more abreast, more knowledgeable open up books, ask questions, start having forums beforehand um, and, and meet people where they are because everybody's right. not going to go to a certain level of of education or town hall or whatever to find out. You have to bring, just like, just like the news, just like CNN and Fox News and all those people bring you stuff to mesh up with your mind then we got to bring stuff to to say it, you know, the right thing. Heal it, heal the mind. On the same powerful level. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then if we got to have a song and dance behind it, if it gives us, we got to rap, whatever. If we got to have a quiet... That's not what you got to do like that. But I'm being real, you know, at, attached to it so people will listen. And we, long as we get the message in the correct information out there, the correct information, however you got to do it. That's that's me. That's how I, I feel about it. Innovator definitely got to do it any type of way. Whatever's going to draw attention and garner attention from people that may not necessarily have attention by doing it the so-called traditional way. I mean, uh -huh. you, I mean, this is out the box, right? So you got to right. do things differently. That's what yeah. out the box is all about. Being totally different. 
It ain't just yeah. about one, one way to get to freedom or to get to successfulness, to get to being rich, or it's, right. it's not just one way that you get to where you want to be. Right. Um, it's all about, again, that one bridge. That one bridge has so many different ways or routes to get to that one particular bridge of success. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to find State University's motto. You can get anywhere from here. So I can get anywhere to where I need to be at from wherever I started at. So out the box um, radio, out the box broadcast, podcast, I am just definitely so thankful and grateful for it. You are welcome. Thank you for being the innovative, the ambitious, the knowledgeable, the wise one, the gap bridger, all of that, you know, pushing to understand, you know, what's going on around you and getting in the trenches, doing it the way your path is, you know, is aligned for you to do. I'm grateful of that. I'm grateful for the connection with you. Um, to be on this podcast to inform the people that, to even show that people are involved, you know, from all generations, um, from yes. all over the world, they're really involved. We can't get so caught up in what the media tries to show you because they want to try to show you that we're not involved, you know, and everybody is so super divided. We're divided. I don't think we're super divided, but we're divided. So we have to provide ways and show ways that we're bridging this gap this is what's really going on anybody else want to join in join us or join anyone that is you know on this path of working together and uh, being informative and putting the right information out there for the betterment of us all right i'm down and <laughs> so i am so glad that you were down today uh, please, before we go, tell the people where they can contact you, where they can follow you, your social media handles, if you got any blogs, what you got going on. Tell them how to get in contact with you or how to follow you. Well, I'm not as, okay, I'm not as savvy as you are with the blogs and things like that. Um, pretty simple so far um, with just Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Facebook. My name is exactly how it is on your screen, Desiree Priest on Facebook. Now on Instagram, you can follow me. It's called Lefty Des It underscore Best Lefty L E S T Y B E S I T underscore B E S T. Um, again, that is Lefty Desert Best. Um, Lefty Desert Best on Instagram. Again, L E F T Y B S I T underscore. BST. Um, those are the two main social medias that I handle. Um, if you want to reach out to me or contact me through via email, that's fine with me as well. It's going to be D E S I R E E P R I E S T, the number two at Gmail. And those are the three ways you can reach me. Um, hey, if you say, hey, I know I saw you on Up the Box Radio or podcast, you know, definitely DM me and let me know. Um, I love to meet new people, and if you want to go at it and talk about politics, I'm all cool for that. I love that. Um, Religion and politics are the two things I love to talk about and not view you any other way than I viewed you before you opened your mouth about that. Um, (laughs) Some people go close about religion and politics. I am not one of those people. I actually welcome it. Um, To me, that is how I get to know somebody. By talking about two things, sacred is that, which is politics and religion. Um, that's just my personality. Well, great. I like your personality. I think you're amazing. You know a lot. Thank you. And um, definitely, I can't wait to see what you do, what you got coming up, what you're doing in the future. Are you Are you at any polls or anything? Are you doing a poll? Reg- well, registration is over, right? So it's just early voting going Right, on. registration is over. Okay. Yes. So did you work now, where you're not working? Hmm? You said you didn't work the voter registration drives or anything? No, I did work um, voter registration drives. In our organization, we did register to vote um, multiple people. I've done that also in the past. Um, but right now, as far as working polls, I have not signed up for that. 
um, because I still am a full-time employee and a student, kind of. I don't think I'm going to work the post for that, honestly. Um, You you got a lot going on. You ain't got that. Yeah, the elderly people let her work that. All right, that is so funny. But what we're going to do, we're going to make sure everybody has your handle. We're going to put it out put it out there, you know, so everybody will be able to contact you, reach out to you, connect. Definitely want to have you back on after the election because that's where the work is going to be. So we can talk about... That's where the work starts. Yeah. What we've seen and where we need to go and what we need to do. Give some people, you know, some more information on what they need to do if they want to help moving forward. So with you saying that, I want to encourage other people by saying, you know, coming on after the election, I'm definitely, your word is definitely good for it. So this is what I want to do. I want to right now encourage people who are necessarily, because you mentioned it earlier, that majority of people who run for office are from an elite class, particularly, Mm -hmm. especially on the the national level. They're from elite classes. They're from areas where, you know, they don't necessarily represent us or look like us or at least come from the hood that we come from, or the neighborhoods that we come from. So I encourage you, and I think that um, as the years go by, I think we're in a year or in a time now in the world where out-of-the-box thinkers and out-of-the-box minds and people who necessarily don't resemble tradition, I think mm-hmm. I think this is our time as far as office. I'm seeing it more and more. So anybody, anybody, you can run for office. As long as you, you know, you have your credentials, you have the things that you need to run for office. And you're saying, well, how do I know if I'm qualified? Go to your local level, go to your um, your county or your state election board and see if you qualify for it. And you never know what can happen. If you right. just be true to who you are, true to where you come from and honest about what it is that you want to see done, and implement in your community or in your area, you should definitely run. So I encourage that to anybody who is listening. If you feel like, hey, I want to run for office, do it. Do it. Indeed. Be out the box. Yeah, be out the box. We want to make sure you got some integrity and some character, you know, with that power position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because that is, be true that's, who you are. Don't let nobody yeah. bend you. Don't do that. Right. You know, and and because we need people in those positions that really care, really right. care. You know, you gotta care, and not just for one particular type of people, but for everybody. So, with that being said, thank you again, Desiree. It's been this has been an awesome and amazing conversation, and you'll be back again. So on that note, we want to tell everybody to do what? Get out there and vote. Okay, people. And love each other. And love one another. Okay? Absolutely. All righty. And until next time, we're out. Peace.